This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. everyone. We've got another fun conversation today with one of my early, early morning buddies. You'll find him on Fox and Friends first with Carly Shimkus delivering the news and when he can, some fun commentary. You'll see him pop up on Varney and Company Mornings with Maria Outnumbered and Gutfeld too. Todd Pyro is everywhere. I had no idea the story about how he got to Fox, but I really enjoyed hearing about his path and how he got here, how he started off as a lawyer. But with hard work, determination and persistence, he decided to make a detour into the world of broadcasting. He's also a really, really good human being off camera. He's very self-aware of himself and those around him and simply adores his wife and two girls. I think you'll really enjoy listening to our discussion. So let's get to it. Todd Pyro, you made the Dean's List. Very exciting. I love the Dean's List on so many levels because, you know, the Dean's List used to be a thing or maybe still is a thing on Fox News Radio. Yes, it uh, is still a thing. Still a thing. When I used to mess around, they used to let me come up here and anchor newscasts when I didn't have a lot to do early <laughs> on in my time. And we'd always toss to the Dean's List. And Aww. it was always very, very nice stories. You know, we don't cover a lot of nice things. Right. I like the fact that it can be sandwiched in between the bad stuff. Right. Like it's you need a variety. Right. I think we need more of that, don't you? I agree. And people are actually like, if you look at your social media, which I know you do, people are always like, why did you lead with bad stuff today? I was like, well, you know, the reason is, is because, you know, it happened overnight and so on and so forth. But mm -hmm. to your point, there's a craving for good news. I know. But, you know, I just feel like we are in this sort of vicious cycle of not so good news. And it's really hard to squeeze the good news in there. But you have to. And that's what the Dean's List does. Squeezes that in. <laughs> How about we get that on the 5 a.m.? We need a Dean's List on the 5 a.m. Your people call our people, <laughs> which are your people because you're part of the show. I don't know how this works. Okay, so we are actually taping this episode of the Janice Dean podcast at 10 past six. So this is when you get off your show, Fox and Friends first, which starts at 4 a.m. It's two hours. And I bet you the biggest question people have for you is what the heck time do you get up? The number one of question course. followed by, are you serious when I give them the answer? So tell me. It fluctuates between 1137 and 11.40. Okay, what is the three-minute difference there? If I have to <laughs> do certain things in the morning okay. versus not do certain things. But this is at night. This is still at night. Right. Okay. So a good point. Yeah, I mean, the, the morning things are like, did I set up my coffee? You know, and if <laughs> I haven't set up my coffee, I got to get up three minutes earlier. Right. It's ridiculous. We lead a ridiculous life in the middle of the night, but I think you'd both agree. We both love it. I'm going to say I don't love getting up, but once I'm up, I always say the hardest part of the job is getting up. The rest of it kind of is a, a flow. 
right? But as soon as someone throws a wrench in that, like we forget our past to get into work, oh my goodness, then it's over. It's almost like it's this smooth traveling train. And then when it hits a bump, it's like it has a ripple effect. Because you don't have the energy or the mental acuity capacity at that point to deal with speed bumps like a normal person goes about their life they get their eight hours of sleep and a speed bump happens okay this is normal i handle it this way when a speed bump happens after you've had three hours of sleep yeah it's like "Ah!" and that's the appropriate response and then you add to the equation your beautiful family yes and you have young children and you know that's challenging Especially the two-year-old going on 13. It happens. I know I'm not saying anything that people out there who've had two-year-old girls don't already know, but I'm experiencing it now. And she is the most amazing little girl in the world. She's also a Bachelor contestant. (laughs) One moment, everything's good. She loves you. Literally 10 seconds later, can daddy have another hug? (laughs) I don't love my daddy. What? Oh, what? And then 10 seconds later, I love my daddy. She's playing me now. So how is that? I mean, building the family while having a career. I mean, we always talk about women balancing that. But listen, you're balancing that, too. I am. It is very difficult. But in ninety nine point nine nine percent of the circumstances, it's way more difficult on the woman. Uh, And I'm not trying to earn points. I'm not trying to offend men. It's the reality of the situation. Mm. That said, it's really tough on me. I mean, I I don't sleep more than three to four real hours a night. Mm -hmm. I butt that up with a nap. But it's a nap, and then you wake up from your nap, and you have to do bath time. And bath time's an ordeal. It's dinner and bath time in the witching hour of four to seven. That parents (laughs) know is is when the kids physiologically, mentally, biologically become lunatics. (laughs) And it's not my kids versus – it's it's every child, and there's science on this. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't want your wife to be taking grenades in the trenches during that time. Um, So – but I also love it. I mean, I've told you on so many occasions, like, we'll see each other, complete exhausted ships (laughs) passing in the night, you coming in, I'm going to makeup, and you'll be like – you know, you look a little tired. I'll be like, I'm exhausted, blah, 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 didn't happen. But – I love it because I'm sharing these moments. And I think as an older father, you have that perspective. I'm going to be 45 uh, You're still this a month, babe. but I'm still older. I'm not 25. I so I you. think I have that perspective of, you know, that these moments are going to be fleeting. Mm-hmm. And so you need to take advantage of them. No matter how tired you are, mm-hmm. she's not going to be two forever. We're already changing our car seat for the newborn and we realized like she doesn't fit it because also she's huge uh we made a carly shimkus and i told carly this the other day Uh, the kids off the charts in height um but you realize that these moments are fleeting and you got to take advantage of every single one of them because you're going to be walking them down the aisle soon enough yeah tell me about your trajectory your career how did you get to fox the very traditional path of going to law school and not going into the business (laughs) Uh, which joking aside seems to work here at fox but so yeah i graduated from college uh 2000 went out to california went to ucla law uh, for three years, practice law in California, in L.A. For What about- was your specialty? Great question. I get asked that all the time. I was a grunt at a big New York law firm, medium-sized New York law firm, in their very tiny L.A. office. So grunt being the operative word, 
I specialized in whatever the partners needed help with. Oh. Whereas, you know, the, the, the lawyers that are my age now that you associate with, they have a legit specialty. Mm. They are corporate lawyers or they're litigation lawyers and they specialize in white collar or this. I, I was a grunt. Whatever cases came through the door that they needed to bill hours on and they needed assistance on. I went. So I did bankruptcy. I did contracts. I did products liability. I did real estate. Was I the best lawyer in the world? Absolutely not. But I was treated well by the, the firm as well as you can be treated by a law firm. Uh, but this was always my dream. So then at 30, parlayed my contacts because as, as you know, the audience may not know, I was an intern. In Fox. I did uh, not know yeah. that. Fox News Channel intern, 1998, when? 1998, okay. 1999. Also was an intern at ABC7, the local oh, wow. station here in New York in Good Morning America. And I parlayed those contacts for when it was time to make my resume tape, which I made in 2007. How did you do that? Uh, I said, hey, remember me? <laughs> I was that annoying guy. Still annoying. Uh, but now I need something from you. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, I was able to convince them. And, and people were, were, were extremely helpful. They didn't owe me anything. I mean... Mm. Um, but a lot of folks in California use my connections in New York, let's say, to make connections in California and was able to put together a resume tape. Also was able to make part of the tape when I used to fly back home for weddings because, I mean, that's around that time in your life when everybody's getting married. Yes. So I take an extra day, come into the city and go shoot stand ups with local reporters Look in New York you. City. Look at you. Multitasking. That was 2007. We made the tape. Uh, 2008 kind of cultivated the tape, sent mm -hmm. it out. Um, and then. Three weeks later, I got the job in Palm Springs, California, and announced my resignation from the law on April 15th, 2008. Look at you with the numbers. Yeah. You remember that. Ironically, the same day my dad retired from 39 years in the law, I retired from four and a half years. What did your dad think? Was he, I mean, was he surprised? Not surprised. As a parent, you are always worried that your children are making the right decision, right. especially when I had gone to law school. Mm. Um, and... You worry. I, what's interesting, I think my mom worried more about the decision than my dad. Mm -hmm. My mom was also way more excited that I was going into TV because I think the desire to ultimately go into TV probably harkens back to some deep-seated need to make my mom happy. I, I, it's not <laughs> yeah, like my yeah. mom wasn't happy. I get that. But I just saw my mom's excitement. You got the boys. Like, yeah. if, if you give a reaction to them doing something, they're going to do it more. Right. Um, and so I think I did that. But my mom was nervous. She's like, oh, I don't know about this. Law's a steady job. What was interesting is law was no longer a steady job four months after I left the law because August of 2008 is when the economy hit the skids and we went to the Great Recession. And so many of my colleagues lost their jobs. Oh, wow. Meantime, I'm starting a new, not making any money, mm -hmm. but I was able to start a job. And because I wasn't making any money, I wasn't one that was going to be cut. Right. Um, and so I was out in Palm Springs for, for four years. Great experience. Met so many people um, that, that really encouraged me along the way. But at some point after 12 years in California, it was time to return to the East Coast. My roots are here. Every family member's here. Uh, got a job at NBC Connecticut. Uh, worked there for five years. Can I tell a story? Of course. This is your game. I don't want to... No, okay. this is about you, not about me. So, local news, it was great. You know, you do your thing. Um, but you also need a break in life. And my break came in August of 2014 because you've lived in the New York metropolitan area. You know the middle two weeks of August, nobody works <laughs> That's right. in this area, in every single industry. <laughs> News. It's a ghost town. It's a ghost town. And so what happened was 
It's right around the time Savannah Guthrie was pregnant with her first child. Again, remember, I'm at an NBC. Long story short, my boss and the head of hiring for talent at NBC were at some conference. Savannah decides to go out a week early Mm -hmm. for maternity. Well, there's no bodies around because you can't call your people back from vacation. The vacation schedules had already been set. set. Literally, there were no bodies at NBC to do anything. And so the head of talent at NBC is just like, Matt, my news director at the time, who just happened to be sitting next to, I'm in a bit of trouble. Do you have anybody? He's like, I got a guy. (laughs) At NBC. So I ended up doing overnights at NBC for a week in August, and that allowed them to shift bodies around. They had one more body to play with, and when you work up the scale, eventually somebody was able to replace Savannah on the Today Show. And so I did that, and by doing that, I was able to do a show called Early Today, which, ironically, 4 (laughs) a.m., On NBC. Right. Um, And and they liked me. I ended up coming back and doing, in addition to my regular job from about 2014 to 2017, I would come back and do overnights on the weekends and then every now and again host a show when people were out. Were out. Mm -hmm. And so was able to make a national news tape that way. Wow. And then 2017, when uh, my time at the NBC was coming to a close, as oftentimes does in this business. Uh, I reached out to Matt, who was no longer with NBC, was then at uh, Fox Chicago Okay, in the family. Yes. And I said, Matt, you helped me once before. Can you help me again? Aww. And he got me to the great Shari Berg, who has helped so many of our careers. And uh, she's a big wake here. And the rest is history. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, I listened to you kind of tell me that build up to coming to Fox and the thread that I picked up on was that people generally are nice and will help you out. You know, and I think I've always had that in my career. Listen, you have to prove yourself once you get in the door and you're in the boss's office. But every job that I've ever had is because of a connection or someone that, you know, I was friendly with just helping me out. And I think that that's really an important lesson to learn when you're getting into the business, not necessarily to have this sort of myopic view of what you want to do. Try everything. Apply everywhere uh, and get to know people in every part of the industry, right? Because then you not only have an appreciation for their job, but if they move to a different place and you give them a call, they're going to help you out. And that applies, like you said, to every single industry. Yes. But you know what else applies to every single industry? The golden rule. I mean, it's so simple. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Yes. And that means everybody. Correct. And, you know, I learned this from my grandmother. My grandmother didn't have a high school education, but she would treat the janitor the same way that she would treat the CEO. I'm very much like my grandmother, um, just with a lot more degrees, but... uh, I'm my grandma, and, yeah. and that's the greatest compliment that I can get from people, because uh, she used to she used to love people. She could be a little bit much at times, 
Shockingly, people have said I can be a little bit much at time, but I'm never going to lose that aspect of me. And I'm also never going to lose the fact that I am going to do what she did, which is literally treat everybody mm. the same. Look, you know, sometimes it will get me in trouble with some of the hoitier, toitier people who expect to be treated with a little bit more deference or a little bit more, you know what, kissing. Yes. That's not me. Mm. Uh, now, that's not saying Todd Pyro's perfect. I got a temper, and if I get mad, I may lose it, but I'd like to think that I'm going to apologize to you, or we're going to hash it out and figure out that it was just in the course of battle, and that stuff happens. Yeah. But by and large, you got to just be nice to people. Find it in you. Even if it's not there, you got to find it in you, because that's how we grow in this world, and that's kind of your whole deal with the Dean's List. It's positivity that mm-hmm. we don't have enough of yeah. in this world. And I can attest to that being true. Like, you're telling me this story. You know, some people, I think will say those things, but I don't necessarily believe them. But you've proved that time and time again. Here's a good example. Um, You know, Carly in her seventh month of pregnancy, you really took care. You take care of your people. You know, you're constantly buying breakfast or what do you need? Uh, She told me many examples of you rising to the occasion. If something was happening, you were one of the first people she would text. I, mean, I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. I, I mean, I, I didn't follow up and be like, am I number one on your text list? Uh, but I mean, there's no reason she would say that. I, it was little things. I mean, I wouldn't make it out to be that big of a deal. Like I would just. Those things add up, though. The okay. little things add up. OK, um, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But, you know, you look you see a look in somebody's eyes after you sit next to them all the time, two hours a day, every day. And then you hang out with them. You know, when something's a little bit different and having gone through two pregnancies with my wife, you also know what certain things to look out mm. for. And it's just like a, a little note, a little whisper in the ear, a little text like, hey, do you need something? You know, yeah. it's little things like that, because, again, I'm not trying to man bash. I am a man. <laughs> I am a dude in many respects. But men would never be able to survive life on this, sustain life on this planet. We just can't do it. And so when a woman's going through something during a pregnancy, you got to have that extra sixth sense and Mm. help them out. Also, you know, there were times where nice Carly would snap at me because (laughs) you got a lot of stuff going on when you're pregnant. And, uh, you know, I think it was in those moments to be like, A, see our earlier point, Todd can be a little bit much, but B, let let her be because- Uh, your wife did it to you a lot more and you probably deserve it. You seem very self-aware though. Like you've said a couple of times, I can be a little much. Like where does that sort of self-awareness come from? I I think I have to be because I have eyes and ears and I watch the tape back of our shows and I'll be like, I'll watch social media back. I'll be like, if I were at home, <laughs> would I keep the television on during this? And there's sometimes like I'm like, okay, maybe that was pretty funny. There are other times I'm just like, you're very loud. And my wife will be like, you're very loud. Could you be more quiet? Um, I, I think it just goes. You got to be me. Yeah, I think it just goes back to I am myself. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit much for even me. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes some people be like, oh, okay, Pyro, I've had enough, also makes people gravitate toward me yeah um and regardless to your point it's me i'm 45 in a couple days this is it i'm not changing like i'm going to evolve as a father 
I'm going to evolve as a husband. Presumably, I will get better at this job with the more reps. But in terms of who is Todd, is it? I'm sorry, world. Yeah. Is it? I think that's great, though. And I think that's the beauty of Fox, the special sauce, as I call it, is that the people that you see on television are the people you're going to see on the street. Um, And that's important. You know, you can get a lot of ego in this business. I don't think you last as long here if you've got that tremendous ego. I think that's 110%. And this is not politics, so I'm not going to say the names, but just on our show, we were making a point about an inauthentic video presentation from, let's call her a former presidential candidate. Don't want to name names because this isn't about politics. I think the overall point was the reason this individual did not ultimately win is because of that lack of of authenticity. Yeah. And I think the reason certain other people have won is because you may think that that person is a fill in the blank bad word, but that's who they that's who are. That person is. And there's enough people in this nation that are going to gravitate toward that. And that's why we've been so successful. And as you get older, I think, you know, you've realized this with your journey. Um, everybody loves you here. But let's be honest, on social media and in certain state houses, you are not the most beloved person in the world. You realize, I got too many friends. I don't need everybody yeah. to be my friend. Yep. And maybe that comes as a parent. Maybe that comes with just not being in your 20s anymore. Yeah. But that's an important lesson. And quite Very. frankly, I, I would like to be liked. I mean, we all want to be liked. Mm-hmm. But I realize there are certain people I'm just never going to convince. As long as I have two and a half people in my life, those two kids and my wife half the time, I'm good. That is a really good lesson. And I think I would say I've learned that over the last decade. I used to really worry about what people thought of me. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm generally a good, nice person, try to be anyway. Um, but when I saw that some people didn't like me for various reasons, uh, 10 years ago, I would have stressed about that. I don't anymore. And to your point, uh, the most important people that I care about love me and, um, you know, the people that I work with every day and I get up and, you know, we're all sleep deprived. You have to you have to love what you do and the people that you work with to do this kind of work. Um, That's all. I'm good. right? Right. And the rest of the noise can go away. And at the risk of taking a trip to negative town, you realize what these young children and I call them children are up against when it comes to the social media world, because you and I experience social media as adults. And we've still had pitfalls along the way Mm. with the constant attacks on you as a person. And yes, we may may be over the bridge now, Mm -hmm. but it took time. And we also had a little bit more emotional maturity than a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old, some of the most mentally developing times in your life. So the fact that we've put these children in this crucible is, is malpractice from a society. I agree. And again, I don't want to get into the news. I am not shedding a tear that something like TikTok could be shut down. It's not being shut down for the reasons that we're talking about. It's for an ancillary reason that is also very, very concerning. Mm-hmm. But it's one less factor that children have to deal with. Now, you can make the argument they're going to go to Instagram, Facebook. and I, I get that. I don't have a rebuttal to that. All I would say is parents need to parent. Yes. More than ever. More than ever. 
And because the stakes are life and death. Yes, they are. You're not making an exaggeration of that. I think about what I was going through in my teenage years uh, and to have that added pressure of social media and what you look like and, and what you say and how many followers you have. I don't know. I mean, that would have, I think, caused a lot of emotional damage for me and the way I was uh, at the time. So I agree with you. And even now, Todd, even this morning, I looked at Twitter and I'm like, do I really need this in my life? Mm. And because there are other things I want to focus on. And even my kids, you know, when I'm looking at my emails, they're like, mom, hey, pay attention to us. I am failing if my kids are saying, mom, what are you doing? Why are you on your phone? Great point. Right. So I think we all need to adjust and really think about, is this is this doing well for me or is this, this affecting me in ways I don't want to go down that road? And you mentioned your experience as as a youth. I was a nerd. You know, I always wanted to be a, a good student. I, I did sports as well. I, I always tell people my biggest thing that I brag about is never academics. It's always I was first team all conference in soccer because it's like my athletic achievement. And as a dude, you want to like, hey, look at how, how tough I am. But I was a nerd and I was made fun of for that. I'm not going to go so far as to say I was bullied. Like every now and again, you'll get a punch, you'll get a shot. It, it, it wasn't anything near what the children of today have to experience. Mm-hmm. But I try to put myself in the position of knowing what I went through. And there were tough times. I mean, I remember one time my parents thought about taking me out of school. Mm -hmm. We ultimately did not. And I think that experience toughened me up. Um, But I'm not judging somebody who, based upon a bullying situation with all that happens in social media, if their parents decide to take them out. Because with me, it wasn't a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. It was uncomfortable. I wish it didn't happen. But it also made me tougher. The stuff we put the kids through today, it's beyond making the kids tough. It's potentially leading them to things like suicide and drug use and and horrible things that no parent wants to even consider their child undergoing. Right. Um, And And it's isolating, too. Oh, very. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful that my kids are like they go outside and they play with their friends. Um, And I think as parents, we need to, you know, do more of that. Now, we just got out of a pandemic where we were all in isolation for a long time. Um, But now more than ever, we have to encourage them to get off the screens um, because it potentially is so... We don't even know the ramifications of this yet, right? Because it's so brand new. But what are these kids going to be like as adults at our age and families, you know, trying to build their lives? Um, So I think now more than ever, we have to really take our job seriously as a parent. Um, and I know I feel that way. And, you know, you've got young kids, um, but it's the greatest job that we have. No question about it. Yeah. Um, and that's what gets you through when you're exhausted um, <laughs> yeah. with this job. Because I'm like, all parents are exhausted. We just have an extra layer. Yeah. But there is nothing in this life that will bring me the joy that those two little munchkins bring. And and, and again, this isn't, oh, Todd's so unique. I get it. Everybody listening out there that has a kid probably, or at least I hope for your sake, feels the same thing. I love this job more than anything. But if this job went away tomorrow and I still have my kids, it would be like, okay, not ideal. Um, But when you 
go into those dark corners and you, nobody should, but we all do. And you think about what would happen if these kids weren't in my life. That's when the real, real pain comes in. That's I right. could never envision that world. Um, and then like last night, you know, I was just saying, I forget the word I was saying, a lotion. I was saying <laughs> lotion, lotion, <laughs> lotion. She was cracking up. Aww. That moment is the happiest moment that I've had all week. Yeah. And I'm so excited to create this. She held up one finger last night, which means you have one day left of work oh, before you get to come. Oh my goodness. Right? And so now I'm stoked to go home. We're going to have fun. And, you know, I could get the, I don't love my daddy, which is part of her game. It's part of her play. It's part of her uh, her, her way. Because she knows you get, she, you get a reaction. Oh, and she's she's good. She's our lawyer. We joke that... that, that uh, First kid, I don't. I try not to go over the names just because we try to keep a little privacy. But first kid's going to be our lawyer. Second kid is going to be our athlete slash doctor. Uh, she is a she is a tank. She's she's huge. She's 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 off the charts in terms of height. I'm calling up the UConn men women's basketball coach and be like, come on over now, sign her up, uh, class of twenty forty one or something. Well, listen, I am so glad you made time for me today. And I, I would love to do this again because whenever you need me, you know, I think the beauty of this podcast, which I love, is we have time to kind of have a conversation, which is something that we don't, no, we don't we do get not, a lot Jamie. of, right? Even my, you know, minute 30 weather report, sometimes the best times are like during the last few seconds, we're about to like go to another mm-hmm. story. And it's like, like, what did I say this morning? Uh, snorf. 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 <laughs> And it was I, snow did you and get something a, else. Did you get a rap on Schnorf? Because I did not. So I decided I was going to play with Schnorf <laughs> as long as I felt appropriate before I was going to get the rap in my ear. I felt we did an appropriate amount of time with I, Schnorf. I think we could go longer. <laughs> go longer with Schnorf. Anyway, uh, I love you, my friend. Love you, too. I enjoy you immensely. Uh, if there's two exhausted ships in the night uh, passing each other, I'm really glad it's you. Right back at you, J.D. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Thank you, Todd, for joining me today. I just love being able to spend some time with the people I work with to get to know them. And I'm so glad I'm able to bring these conversations to you on the Janice Dean podcast. And of course, you can catch Todd Pyro along with his co-host Carly Shimkus and me doing the weather every weekday morning from 4 to 6 a.m. Eastern time on Fox and Friends First. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.